So you just tuned into Sahaj Radio, and we're going to doing a little bit of a series on meditation. And uh, I have a guest with me, Julie Mandal. Very Sorry. excited to be here. So we're just going to uh, kind of go through basic stuff. This week we're going to talk about uh, vibrations and growing into your meditation. Maybe you can just give it like a little intro about what is this meditation. How long have you been doing meditation? I came to Sahaja Yoga in November 1992, a long time ago. Um, and one thing I realized, there's a growth sort of going through stages. And I remember after I had meditated for about a year and a half, I felt a shift that until then it was all about me. Yeah. And how I feel and how my meditation is going. And there was one specific event where I suddenly realized that's not what it is about me. And I could feel it was most about the connection between the guru and me. Oh. So, and it, it has since then shifted more. And even at the time, I wondered, oh, is this it, it now? And I felt like there is this, this arc, this like rainbow. Um, and I saw Sri Mataji and I could feel everything that's working now is on this connection between us. Okay, so you mentioned Shri And just for anyone who's tuned in, who is that? Um, Sri Mataji Nirmala Devi. She is the founder of Sahaja Yoga. And she has been showing us how to meditate and been teaching this meditation all over the world since 1970. Um, and I actually came to Sahaja Yoga in Europe uh, through through a yogi I was working with because this, this meditation, the Sahaja Yoga that she's introduced the world to uh, can be spread through anybody who's, who's got it. So and I didn't meet her at first in person that took a while since she's busy traveling all over the world sharing yeah and I, she's about 85 this coming birthday around march and um so when you meditate let's just go basic how how do we like meditate um to to sit and find the stillness well, well, one way uh, I look at it is when we pray is when we talk to God. And when we meditate is when we hold still long enough to hear what God is, is answering back to our prayers. So it's, it's a spiritual thing then, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there is, and I was, when I first came across this and I saw it was yoga, and of course when I meant to went to meet my colleague to find out more about this. Uh, I did bring my sweatpants along. Um, but to meditate, you really don't need those. Um, sitting still and finding the gap between the, the thoughts and being thoughtless awareness. That's an interesting concept, that one. Now, how do you figure that you can find the gap in between thoughts? <laughs> Um, I think all we ever knew until now is people spending a lifetime 
or several lifetimes working on it and finding it. Um, yet here we are. And uh, yeah, the first time I went to find out more about this meditation, uh, my colleague just explained to me how the subtle system works, uh, which is a system of vibrations of energy. And luckily we quickly moved on to the, to the practical part of it because it all didn't make too much sense to me. And I could just feel in that first meditation where I just sat still in front of a picture of Sri Mataji yeah. because her picture has vibrations that, that feed our vibrations. But do I have to sit and sit like in front of a picture? No. No, you can listen right now on the radio and just not have a picture but open open up your hands with the palms facing upwards and and pull your attention to the inside. Yeah. In my first meditation I could actually physically feel the energy move through the center channel which is sort of along the spine and through energy centers and then suddenly gushing out of the center of my head, the crown chakra, the fontanelle bone area. So for me, it was easy to then make sense of everything else around it because I could physically feel it. But it's not like that for everybody. With meditation, you get what you need. You know what? I, that's funny that you say that because I am the same way is that I have felt a lot of the same thing. But the sad kind of thing is that I found that for most people, they don't feel that. But everyone's different, and they kind of all feel something different. So my first reaction was that, of, of course, everybody feels it exactly the way I feel it. And then I found out that isn't true. And meanwhile, I've met yogis, Sahaja yogis, who've been meditating for years, who who I admire greatly and who I also look to for guidance sometimes. And you can just feel, you meet them, you feel their depth. Uh, you, you feel the heart and, and this unconditional love that you don't see in too many people you meet in everyday life. And I, I asked them that, well, if you don't feel vibrations, then how, what, what keeps you going? Like, and they, they told me, well, they see the difference it makes in their life and they feel they get so much out of it, even though they might have had to overcome this when everybody else talks about vibrations and, you know, I feel it cool, I feel it hot, I feel <laughs> a certain chakra and all this. They might have had to overcome that they don't have that same sensation, but they see the value Sahaja Yoga brings to their life and stick with it anyways, where I feel, wow, they really can go by their faith, right? I obviously needed something a bit more hands-on than that to realize what it means to me. That's like me. We must be the same. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I really need, I'm someone that like needs a lot of proof. And uh, I was lucky in the beginning I had that. I had whatever it was that I needed to see what was uh, all of the things that I needed to see to continue doing it. Okay, so you have this vibration and uh, there's an energy, it's called Kundalini, 
Maybe you can uh, explain how that you go would go into meditation using this energy. To start off is to sit down. Um, I what we call raise my kundalini and put myself in a bandhan. And it's it looks like a simple hand movement, but it does actually on the subtle energy level have an effect. Um, it only makes sense once you've had your self-realization. If you haven't had that, it is just hand-waving. So it's, if you haven't had this awakening, you're just moving your hands then. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. At the same time, receiving self-realization isn't a big mysterious thing. Uh, what it mostly needs is the desire power. Uh, a person who truly desires spiritual enlightenment, who wants to know the truth, and who wants to be connected to the divine power, can have it. It's not only if you manage you know, to fulfill a whole list of criteria and, and outside things. It's really the desire power uh, that's the most important ingredient there. Mm -hmm. So you would raise up your kundalini and, uh, and you just would go into a meditation. Do you have to like play certain music or something? Not really. Um, I'd say it helps if you're sort of in a calm environment to get started. But it's not necessary. Uh, I, I just find through my experience, it doesn't depend that much on outside things. It can help to sort of mellow down a bit with certain music. But certainly once I'm in the state of meditation, it doesn't matter at all. <laughs> now that's taking us right into uh, our other subtopic is uh, how would you grow? Like if... Uh, no, you start meditating, and in the beginning, you would start off, you're just kind of new, right? So, how would you uh, take this and go further, or do you need to get that awakening, and then you can just meditate like once in a while, and you're there? To sort you know? of settle down, to establish ourselves in our meditation, it does need a certain routine, and... Um, Whenever I've taught Sahaja Yoga meditations or held programs, I'm, I'm not the teacher, I'm just passing on. Um, but one thing I've liked comparing it to is brushing your teeth and how you just brush your teeth morning and evening and it's the best way to go about cleaning your teeth. If you leave it to just brush your teeth for an hour on Sunday, um, it's still better than never doing it. Yeah. But certainly you don't have the same benefit as if you do your three minutes morning and night every day. Mm -hmm. That's good. <laughs> this is great. Um, we're going to play a song and uh, we'll be right back and we'll see what else kind of trouble we can get into. Can you feel the cool wind it flows and it flows There's a silence in my heart It grows and it grows See the light shine within 
beam of love so pure You may say it's all a dream But we can show it's true Yes, we can show it's true Kundalini Sacred Mother Holy Spirit Pure White Dove Kundalini Sacred Mother Make us right On your wings of Every day As fortune comes our way All we have to do is listen To the flow of love within So arise and join us Do not wonder anymore In a maze of illusions The cells of man may Cells of man made your question, Glenn, on how to actually meditate. We got to the sitting down, palms face, palms open, facing upward on your lap. We're going to actually do a little meditation. We can just try to experience something. The raising your kundalini and putting a bandhan, we're just skipping right now. Um, 
There's great explanation on how to do this on the Sahaja Yoga website, sahajayoga.org. And how would you spell that? S-A-H-A-J-A-Y-O-G-A dot org. And I really had to think about that now. Um, and there you can also find out where there is a Sahaja Yoga meeting in your area. And the meetings are always free of cost uh, if you want to find out more. But for right now, if you sit comfortably, put your... Uncross your legs. Keep your legs separate if you sit on a chair or if you're cross-legged on the floor, that's fine. Put your hands, palms facing upwards, sort of relaxed in a loose way on your lap. And put your attention on top of your head. One thing you, you hear a lot about in Sahaja Yoga programs is your attention. And what is that really? I like to compare it. It's the spiritual equivalent to concentration. What concentration is to thinking and mental activity, attention is for spiritual activity. So just focus on the top of your head Fontanelle bone area, crown chakra, whatever name you know it by. And now just let your thoughts go. And as, as we settle into meditation and grow over time, that gap between thoughts can become bigger and we can stay in thoughtless awareness longer. Just for that, don't, you know, don't berate yourself for thinking about something. And if every time you sit down and open your hands and try this, the first thing that comes to mind is everything you haven't done yet today. Just let it go. That's not good or bad. Just, just say, I'm not thinking of this, not this. And let, leave those thoughts alone. Let them be. And... And just watch what happens as slowly you can shift your attention away from the mind and just focus on that, that one spot on top of your head. And we'll just sit quietly for a few minutes.
to prove that there is divine power which is all pervading first you have to become the realized soul you have to become a person who is enlightened as they call it buddha the word is bodh comes from enlightenment and the one who is enlightened is a very different personality from what that person has been you become a very powerful no doubt very powerful powerful in the sense is the power of love is not the power we know of but is the power of love that acts that works and then you are amazed at yourself how you have been able to do so many things which you would never do and how your personality becomes a very sensible wise and also absolutely in balance nobody has to tell you anything you are your own master but first you have to grow to that point till you become that you are not yet empowered fully but some people who are not yet understanding the importance of becoming who do not know that they have to grow become again useless good for nothing i always remember the parable of christ his sister that you are sprouted but you are wasted it has to grow and that's what yesterday i insisted that you pay full value to your ascent you look after yourself and grow into it then you will know what is the power of love is We had a little uh, 
talk on there from Shramataji Nirmala Devi. And uh, could you feel anything? I could. It was feeling good for me. So what is it people are looking for? If they're um, trying to meditate along with us? I think the main thing is to just see, does it, at this point, does it make you feel better? Is there something in there? And you might not feel it instantly. Um, sort of over the years, offering programs, it's, it's always different what people come back with, I find. Uh, at one point, I was offering Sahaja Yoga for beginners and childcare at the same time. So it was mainly moms coming for that class. And first of all, I think they were just glad to have a moment of quiet time. <laughs> and that was the big deal in the first week. And they came back the second week, and they were telling all these stories, how when they, when they did the first meditation, they just thought, oh, it's nice and quiet, and I'm relaxed. But they came back after a week saying, the rest of the day, the way my kids l just listened to me, and nobody had a meltdown, and the only thing that I've done different from all the other days was have that meditation, right? Um, for me, I think the biggest thing was after my first meditation, I had a really good sleep after years of not, you know, workaholic overachiever life and hating to sleep because the moment I'd lie down, I'd have nightmares. Um, suddenly, I went to bed and I woke up in the morning and I thought, this is what it's supposed to feel like, <laughs> you know? So maybe that's why these guys, uh, doctors and stuff, are saying, you should meditate. It's a good thing, yeah? Yeah, and and it has impact in so many, in every area of our life. I think we only see it first in those areas that need it the most. Mm -hmm. I needed a couple, uh, I had quite a few areas that needed fixing up when I started. <laughs> Don't we all, Glenn? <laughs> Don't we all? I think... Uh, it's uh, it's a good good thing. I've been doing for, I don't know, almost 13 years. And you? 15 now. 15? 15 and a bit, yeah. Sorry, I have to think. It's so part of my life that it just is like, oh, it was always there. Yeah. It's, it's amazing uh, how fast the last 13 years have gone for me. Wow. It's really amazing when... When you start doing it, you have these different uh, vibrations and chakras. And these little uh, tingles on our fingertips will correspond with a different chakra that's not working. I was working on someone and they said, you know, what are you doing? What are these people all doing? Because we're kind of helping to clear the chakras. And I told her, you know, in the beginning, you learn about yourself and you can feel these chakras in your fingers and it corresponds to fix your own chakra. But the coolest thing is that when you put your attention on someone else, you can actually feel their chakras in your fingers and it still completely amazes me. After 13 years that you know I can just put my attention on you and I can feel the state of your chakras and help to fix whichever ones are, are blocked in whoever I want to help 
you know? It just shows that we're all one. You maybe don't really get to see that in a day-to-day thing, but if you can experience this, this is the coolest thing. And earlier, actually, we talked about music, using music for meditation. Everything has vibrations. So there's music because it has good, strong, cool vibrations. It can help us. Uh, and there's other music you just don't want your system to get acquainted with. So we're pretty much down to the end of the time that we have. And I want to thank Julie for coming down from Mississauga all the way over to here to uh, chat with us. So thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>